It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. And good morning, everyone, to another uh, edition of Off The Leash. Our uh, usual man, uh, Andrew Cruz, uh, sorry, is on holiday. Uh, so uh, I'm starting the show. George Faruja here with Molly Haynes. How are you, Moll? I'm great. How are you, Georgie? I'm very well. Uh, it's been a big uh, couple of weeks, uh, culminating in uh, a fantastic Australian Cup carnival, but uh, the flagship race is the Australian Cup, and I think we have got together... One of the better fields that we've seen, certainly the the most intriguing in the box draw, I think just added even more value to the race. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It was, I think Monday we had the box draw at Zinc. It was a, a stunning, stunning event, and yeah. I was so glad I got to be a part of it. And George, you were on the panel. You spoke all things Australian Cup and super stayers, but like you mentioned, Saturday night's field is phenomenal. Like... The likes of, we've got Melbourne Cup winner Myra Deemer, there's Dinah Paddy who's won a group one, her um, brother I should say, Dinah Oscar, he's in there, a former New Zealander, Bago Bye Bye, Deliver, look, I, I don't <laughs> even know where to start with this, yeah, George. Look, it's it's great and it, it uh, was was interesting because Black Opium set the scene, didn't she, running 29.91 and... We all know her quality. I think she's coming back to her best. But they, the the heat r- runs seem to get better as the night went across. Like twenty nine sixty runs twenty nine seventy, and then Bago Bye Bye comes out and runs twenty nine fifty three with one of the better run home times I've seen at the Meadows uh, for a very long time. So it's an intriguing final. I think the box draw has put paid to a few of uh, a few of the Greyhounds' chances, but uh, some others have have really uh, solidified uh, their big chance to win 250000 uh, come Saturday night. Yeah, and I spoke to um, Shona Thompson after the box show, and it was funny, I was quite impressed with Black Opium's run, and oh, she was very impressed, don't get me wrong, but she yeah. just said, look, her time her time was nothing. You know, just discount what she ran, because yeah. I know, ex- this is what Shona was saying, I know exactly what Black Opium can run, and yeah. she, can, she has what it takes to win an Australian Cup. I mean, to say that about a dog that's 15 starts into her career, and I think Shona's a pretty good judge when it's comes to things like that. I know she yep. had tickets on um, Poke the Bear, and we yep. all know how good good that um, that greyhound is. So I think, um, yeah, Black Opium's just a, what a dog. Oh, look, she's she's an absolute star. I don't think it's ever happened before where there's a greyhound that's only had the 15 starts. Uh, Mullen made the two biggest uh, finals in this in this state. So, yeah, look, and, and as well, um, usually the track um, gets watered a little bit. It seem, tends to get just a touch quicker as we go along during the night. And, oh, look, she was outstanding. The box draw... Is made it a little bit tougher for her because there's so much speed around her. But um, you know what she's like. She could ping out and um, and lead all the way. I may as well run through the box draw and tab odds. So in box number one, we have Dinah Paddy at $3.80. Box two, we have Myra Deemer at $3.50. He's our favourite. Dinah Oscar in box number three at $26. Bago Bye Bye in box four at $5.50. Deliver box five at $7. She's gifted at $21 in box number six. Of course, the little star black opium in box number seven at $7. And Miss Splendor Miro in box number eight at $4. Now, first off, George, what do you think? What do you think about Miss Splendor Miro's run, and I suppose the the box draw too? Because I know after talking to um, to his trainer David Gill, to our trainer David Gill, he really wasn't happy after drawing the pink. No, I think because of the quality of the field, to try to get across seven very good dogs is not an easy thing to do. Her splits were absolutely outstanding. Uh, in fact, we mentioned it at the luncheon that. 
her back sectional of 1753 is quicker than uh, Uphill Jill ever went at the Meadows, and that's an incredible performance to think that she went quicker than Uphill Jill, who's a future Hall of Famer. It's just this box draw makes it pretty hard. She's got quick beginners uh, drawn on her immediate left, and... Um, yeah, look, if she wins it, it's thoroughly deserved. But then again, we've seen Fanta Bale win off the pink, didn't we, when people didn't think she'd have the... Yeah. Was um, Hector, did Hector Bale win off the eight as yeah, well? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. So the, the, the pink box had a good record <laughs> in the last couple of years. But, um, yeah, if she was to do it, it would be outstanding. I think his other greyhound, My Redeemer, is certainly uh, better drawn, that's for sure. Oh, definitely. You know, he was over the moon with box two for My Redeemer. He's, of course, the Melbourne Cup winner and our tab fixed odd favourites. He's actually unbeaten from box number one in four starts. He's also won three out of five starts from box number two. And if he wins the Australian Cup, he will become only the third greyhound in history yep. to win the Australian Melbourne Cup double. And I think David was very, very excited about that opportunity. But I suppose in awe of the greyhounds that hadn't been able to do it in the past. Yeah, look, it's, uh, you know, these races have been going on for a long time. The Australian Cup since 1958 and... Yeah, for him to do it would be an incredible performance. It would push his prize money to 931000 wow. which, again, eclipses his uh, former great chaser and uh, Uphill Jill. And sometimes you get a dog like Uphill Jill and you think, that was my time. And uh, David's had back-to-back <laughs> guns. I mean, yeah. it's um, it's been a golden time for him as a trainer. And he goes into this race uh, full of confidence. What I like about him is he's been a pretty safe beginner when he's confident. and. Yeah. Um, that would be the advantage he has over Dinah Patty. She can be sometimes a little bit hit or miss, but in regards to their overall time, I think there's hardly anything between them. Oh, absolutely. I spoke to um, Tom Daly as well about Dinah Patty and Dinah Oscar's chances, and he said, look, Dinah Oscar is a 29.90, 30-second flat dog, and I'm, I just don't think that's unfortunately going to win an Australian Cup, but Dinah Patty, she, Tom had said to me, she's she's back to her best, and her yeah. best is a Group 1 maturity win. Yeah, of course. Uh, she almost started favourite in the Top Gun, uh, if we recall, against Poke the Bear uh, back in October, November, where she drew box one. Uh, people thought she was a big chance, including myself, because she'd been a, such a terrific chaser. Yeah, Dinah Roscoe, out of the eight finalists, he'd be the one that would be the most surprising for him to, to score. Yeah. He's not the quickest away. He's not the strongest home early. He's, he sits somewhere in between all those, and yeah, he's going to be long odds. It would have made it very interesting if Hastings slowly had got into this race and he'd drawn box number three, because I think it would have really blown this race wide open. And his kennel mate, unfortunately, Mapunga Molly, who I am, I, you know, I like to claim that she was named after me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask uh, Breeder Barry Smith yeah. about that. You know, she really did, unfortunately, take out um, Hasten slowly. He just couldn't quite get around when she was running off the track a little bit. But um, Bago Bye Bye, former New Zealander. Ja- Darren Russell made it very clear this dog no longer has any New Zealand connections. He's a proud out-and-out Aussie who had a stint in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, we'll claim him. Yeah, <laughs> We will claim it. He was phenomenal in his heat. The last heat of the night. And um, what, this dog, I, I I really wonder what, what he can do. You know, I know Darren said that he had no box manners before he went to New Zealand. Yeah. And there was the improvement there. And you know, what do you, what kind of chance do you give him on Saturday? Look, he went 5-10 to the mark, Molly, which is certainly okay. Mm. There's going to be great. There's probably about four or five of them who could go under 5-10. That's going to yeah. be the issue for him, where he's going to be on that first corner. As we said, his run home time was amazing. He had been trying really good in the lead up to the Meadows but even still to have his first race start run 29.53 is unbelievable so 
I just don't like his box draw. Mm. I, I think he's going to be in a little bit of trouble. I think there's some pace around him um, from either side, obviously, and uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah, now deliver in box five. He obviously won the Group 1 Rookie Rebel two starts back. He's aiming to do what Fantabale did two years prior, and that's claim the 600-metre Rookie Rebel yeah. and the Australian Cup. Shona thinks his dog, there's no dog in Australia that's racing with as much confidence as this dog. Very hard to disagree with Shona on that point. And um, I think his preparation coming from 600 metres has been absolute perfect. So yep. I think probably better than any other preparation going into this race. He's beginning well. He can split pretty fast. He nearly broke Dinah Paddy's sectional record over 600 metres. Confidence personified. Look, it was interesting to hear Vince Tulio, the, the uh, owner, say that uh, he preferred box five. He didn't mind drawing there and... Yeah, look, uh, I know uh, the Greyhound in box six, she's gifted. Certainly, he's not a fence crasher. She'll yeah. certainly keep her line. So he might be able to get into a really nice position, and we all know his strength. So um, I'm hoping he wins, Molly, in the sense <laughs> that I've, I've got a little bit of coin on him at, at the $17 pre-post, which I was pretty happy with. But when box five come up, my heart sunk a little. <laughs> but uh, we're in it with a chance, that's for sure. Yeah, now you mentioned she's gifted. We actually get to talk to one of her owners, Terry, um, up shortly. But it's quite funny... Are the three place getters in the Melbourne Cup, Myrodema, Black Opium, and she's gifted all in this year's Australian Cup. Yep. What an effort. But, you know, she's from a syndicate. I've got 15 down here, but it is a syndicate of eight people. And most of these are actually new time, like new owners to the industry. Yeah. Can you imagine the luck? <laughs> Well, yeah, and I mean, look, they were pretty wise in, in trying to, to buy a, a, such a talented greyhound. She started her career very, very well, and um, I think that cuts down the risk a little bit. They would have paid a, a fair bit of money for her, and she's there having the ride of their lives with uh, with a fantastic chaser. And well, I'm always thinking uh, pedigree-wise, I mean, she's going to probably make a fair brood pitch in a yeah. day as well. So they're going to have fun, hopefully for their sake, uh, for generations to come. Absolutely. Now, we've already touched on Miss Splendor Miro and Black Opium, who are drawn in boxes at seven and eight. George, who who do you think is going to win this Tab Australian Cup on Saturday night? Look, it's for me, it's hard to go past my Redeemer. I think he's really well drawn. I know Dinah Paddy, he'll have to get around Dinah Paddy. Um, he's capable of doing that. If Dinah Paddy leads him, that's going to be tough. But I, I just think uh, he's beginning a little bit better than her and I think he'll be winning the race. Dinah Paddy in for second for mine and it was hard to go past Deliver uh, for third. Um, as we said, he's just been racing in, in super form. Uh, what about you, Mom? Uh, look, I'm thinking deliver. I'm I'm just yeah. going to go there. I think he's going to have room from the four. I just don't think the four, um, the former New Zealand dog Bago Bye Bye, is going to jump as well as he did, um, or get the cart into the race like he did from box number eight. Yeah. I think she's gifted, like you said, is going to hold her line. And Shona said deliver can split five o two. Yeah, uh, he like, has before. Yeah. So uh, look, yeah. he's. I think. Deliver for me, Black Opium, definitely a place, and, and same with um, with my Redeemer. But what about what else is happening on the track on Saturday night, George? Now, I know you're a bit of a music buff, uh, <laughs> Molly, so the Voices Supergroup are there. Now, they include Jason Singh from Taxi Ride, Reese Maston from X Factor. You would have been a, a big uh, oh, watcher God. of that show. And Dale Ryder from Bo- Boom Crash Opera. Now, we've had them on uh, on course before, and they are absolutely fantastic. Um, we've got a brand new car to give away. Now, there's three different choices to pick from, so can't choices wait for that. Choices, too. Yeah, look, uh, depending <laughs> on, on what tickles your fancy. Great kids entertainment, as, as usual. M- magicians, uh, plenty of rides. Heaps of prizes to give away. Show bags, jumping castles. You know what it's like at the Meadows. We, yeah. we pack it out there. The temperature is going to be around 34, 35, which is better than what the forecast was. It was yep. going to be 40. So I think by the time 6, 7 o'clock, uh, it's going to be a beautiful night out there at the Meadows. We cannot wait. 
we had such a huge crowd um, on um, the Temelina, first week. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable, and we expect uh, something even bigger. The feeling you get when you're on course when an Australian Cup run is just unbelievable. Yeah, no, I, I was shaking, and I think the reason I was shaking and so excited, and I, I suppose it was nervous, it was because of Tornado Tears, and, yeah. you know, we're, we're now looking at the Fantabale Super Stayers, $100,000 to the winner over the 725-metre distance. Tornado Tears, what a dog. Five months off, he won a group um, group one straight up. He went, what, within um, 0.03 of yep. his Uncle Space Stars track record in his heat win last week. I just I don't know what else I can say about this dog. Well, I feel for the rivals, to be yeah. honest, because he <laughs> if if anyone thought that there was going to be a problem after that uh, niggling hock injury, um, it, it 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 certainly got blown out of the water last week. Uh, that was his PB. He's an incredible performance. I, I was actually on the corner and I um, taped him in slow mo, and that action is just unbelievable. It's yeah. effortless, and he's just a star. Um, look, the only problem is box five. Uh, as I said on the luncheon, I think the chink in what is usually a very shiny armour is that he just has a reluctance to leave the fence and wants to get held up behind dogs, and he's like a person waiting in line for a coffee until it's there. <laughs> he's waiting for his turn to get served, and it always opens up. It hasn't cost him so far, and I think he'd be winning again. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think um, you, we can really only talk places at the moment. And I think um, Blue Moon Rising, John Finn, who we had on the show a couple of weeks ago, he really has given me a bit of confidence about this dog. Yeah, look, uh, hasn't missed a place in a very long time, Mol. And, uh, you know, he's a, a terrific greyhound. I think the greyhound to back for a place would be Black Impala. He broke the first sectional record last week. He's getting a little bit stronger as he goes along. He's running around the 42, 50, 60s. I think that'll be enough uh, to make, uh, to finish in the top three. Close to around $3 for a place. So yeah. I think that's probably going to be the way to bet Black Impala. And Double G couldn't be drawn any better off box one. It was a really big run last week. He just doesn't uh, suit him being drawn out wide. And I think off the red, he'll come into contention for a place. Yeah, and what about Ebby Ripper? Box number eight, 102 starts, 26 wins, 23 seconds, 23rds, 17 group race performances. But how about this little one I stumbled across this morning? This is a ripper from you. <laughs> She started racing in July 2016. Now, this is before half this field were even born. I know. Were even born, George. Like this dog. I'm excited to see what she can throw on, really, pups-wise, because she's obviously got plenty of... um, I suppose she's got plenty of oomph about it. I know. I, I know a lot of ladies who don't like to show their age. So that's not a, probably uh, something that Ebby uh, Ripper wouldn't like to be brought up. But, she, yeah, it's, it feels like she's been racing for ages too. And she's um, she's made um, back-to-back Zoom tops, I think, yep. as well. And, you know, a Nationals couple of these races. too, I believe. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I think it was back-to-back Top Gun, sorry. Yep. And she's just been an, an incredible chaser. The issue she's got is that, you know, she does rely on a little bit of luck, doesn't she? She sits yep. back and then she powers home. She was too close to um, poor old Black Impala, who probably <laughs> thought, this is my day. I know. Um, and her run-home times are extraordinary. A really good training effort, too, by Michael Eberrand and to keep her up for this long. And uh, no doubt she'd be a very, very good broody. Oh, definitely. Now, um, just a little bit of news out of the staying ranks. I've just seen this morning, Rip and Sam has actually been moved into the care of Shane Williams in WA. So maybe back-to-back's gallery. Alexis, I don't actually remember when the heats are. Is it next week or yeah, the week after? Yeah, it's it's not too far away, and um, 
Yeah, he's that was his uh, his sole Group One win as a chaser, yeah. Rip and Sam, and he was he was really dominant uh, winning that Galaxy, and I think he came to back to Sandown in really good form for that Sandown Cup. But uh, I'm sure Rip and Sam will go very very well at Cannington. Absolutely. Now Horsham Cup heats is the next um, I, I suppose item on our agenda. They were meant to be run on Friday night, but they've now moved to Tuesday night because of the weather. It was scheduled to be 40 degrees, and yeah. just for the for the welfare of the animals we've um you know cut our losses moved it to the Horsham Cup heats just to, to the Tuesday the group 2 Horsham Cup will still be run on Saturday March 9 so that is very important to know yeah and I don't think it would affect the trainers uh, thought process too much here or the Tuesday back up to the Saturday is something a lot of trainers do anyway racing on a Thursday on a Tuesday at Horsham and then going to the Meadows on the Saturday so it won't affect them too much uh, yeah. you know the welfare of the greyhound comes first might even mean some of the greyhounds in the Australian Cup heats will have a chance to, you know, have a crack um, at the Horsham yeah. Cup heats. Um, but now the community groups being the winners on Australian Cup Night, this is a fantastic initiative by the Meadows. Do you, do you know much about it, George? Yeah, it's just um, um, eight uh, local groups were, were picked out to, to be lined up with each of the uh, finalists in this Australian Cup. And the charity that's aligned with the winning Australian Cup Greyhound uh, will receive $10,000, Molly. So $10,000 for some of these com- community groups uh, means the world of difference. Of course, we've had the great initiative of the Great Chase, which is... Yeah is something similar where they get aligned with a greyhound and win, I think, 10% of the prize money for for a 12-month period. But also the charities that don't win um, receive a $2,000 check from from us at the Meadows. And, yeah, look, it's a real community feel at the Meadows. You get to see that uh, on track, don't you? Uh, Even on – we get a lot of community groups coming out on a Wednesday, Arvo. There will be many there today, and it's just a really nice day out. Yeah, absolutely, George. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Now, joining us this morning on Off The Leash, like we mentioned earlier in the show, is one of the owners of uh, She's Gifted, an Australian Cup contender on Saturday night. Terry, welcome to Off Off The Leash. Thanks, Molly. Now, Terry, you're one of eight syndicate members of the T-Souls Tip Syndicate. You own She's Gifted. I just want to know how this syndicate formed. (laughs) No worries. Um, A group of clients from our horse tipping service were keen on purchasing a CDL group class dog. Um, we'd had some success with some country-class uh, dogs with some of the owners, and they were keen to jump into a, a higher-class um, uh, dog. And um, we then also had a couple of new owners that were looking around um, to come into greyhound racing who also jumped on, on the venture. Terry, George Ferrugia here, mate. Uh, good morning. Um, mate, I, I, I did see an ad um, when She's Gifted was for sale. This was... I reckon only about two or three starts into her career. I'm not sure if you guys purchased her then or it was a little bit later on, but at that stage she had um, a couple of trials in New South Wales where she absolutely smashed the clock. Can you give us just an insight on, on how you come to purchase a greyhound like she's gifted? Certainly. So you're right. She did have a couple of good trials in New South Wales and um, it also popped up to Albion Park and run some um, quick times over the short course there. Um, Rob, uh, Deb Coleman's partner, was, Keeping a close eye on She's Gifted, and um, so we're following her around the country. And um, she then moved down to Victoria under the care of Anthony as a party after the launching pad series where she was being advertised for sale online. Um, so Rob and Deb put in a number of calls, and um, by that afternoon, um, they'd purchased She's Gifted, or Soxie as we all know her now. Um, and they also extended out to us whether we were keen to buy in with our syndication. 
No, it's it's great to hear how people are getting involved and especially, I suppose, the positive to some syndicates, I suppose in the past it had a bit of a name of having dogs that may not have been of, of the best ability, but you've certainly knocked that out of the park with She's Gifted. I mean, she was in, we, we spoke about in earlier in the show, the Melbourne, the Australian Cup isn't She's Gifted's only Group 1 race. She also made it in to the Melbourne Cup where she finished third. Can you tell me about that excitement and I suppose that experience for not only you but the group of new owners who were involved in her on that night? Yeah, I guess, Molly, we wind back to uh, the heat itself. Um, when the draw come out, we'll put against Austin Allen and Baruga Brett. So, um, you know, both fantastic greyhounds in their own right. Um, so we had a lot of nerves going into the heat and um, we are very lucky that um, Softy jumped very well on that night and um, flew the track apart and made it through the final. So I guess the events leading into the Melbourne Cup, um, the lunches, a few of the media things that we completed, we had owners flying in from interstate um, for the evening and a nice sit-down dinner. Um, it really made it an enjoyable experience and um, all the nerves were there and um, unfortunately Softy didn't jump out, out, out the boxes so quick on Melbourne Cup night, but um, a, as usual, um, she, she showed that fight that she has and was able to bust through and, and run third. And it really was like us winning the Melbourne Cup. Um, for those who have, have uh, liked our Facebook page, you'll see a live video where I've done it in the, in the grandstand with our owners, and you can see the excitement that she brings to the owners. Yeah, mate, she overcame, uh, talking about um, her gutsy uh, persona, she overcome plenty of trouble in, in her heat. Um, there would have been some nervous moments on that first corner. She uh, There was a lot of speed in that heat, and she uh, she got uh, bustled across a little bit, but her, her run home was, was fantastic. Do you, do you feel often feel the pressure for the syndicate when you're, you're in big races like that with She's Gifted? Yeah, we do, George. Um, obviously, with, with any race dog, and especially with a syndicate, you have uh, owners with different, different opinions or, or mixed expectations, so you do feel the pressure, but we are fortunate that um, she puts her best foot forward every run and, and try, tries her guts out. Um, we're lucky enough to all uh, all be together on Saturday evening up in the grandstand at the Meadows. And for those who are on track, I'm sure you heard us all yelling out when she won. Um, because we, we did we did uh, celebrate quite hard. And there's been some good photos that have been posted online. So really exciting times. Um, going down the back straight, you know, we, we, we were probably hoping just to run a place, to be honest. But she peeled three wide and and um, finished on that hard and went straight past him in the straight. No, it was, a, it was a phenomenal run, and I think anyone on course would have just loved the celebrations that you guys were putting on. But I know you look into the breeding and, you know, the family lines and things like that when you're looking at buying a greyhound, but did you do that when you're also looking for a trainer? Certainly did, Molly. <laughs> um, my, my family comes from a horse racing syndication background. Um, they raced over 100 horses in the 80s and 90s with my grandfather and my father after he retired from being a jockey. Um, so I know a little bit about syndication and, and one of the key things that Pop always told us was uh, communication and making sure that you have regular communication with your trainer and keep your owners up um, updated and, and that's the key to syndication. And so when looking for a trainer, um, we wanted to make sure we had open communication and a trainer that has um, great success or a high strike rate, but most importantly, Molly really looks after the animal's welfare. Um, and one of the things that I've got... Um, a great affiliation with Robin Dead is I might actually rock up at their kennels at any given time and, and have a coffee with them if I happen to be five minutes in the area just um, come in the gate and go and have a coffee and everything's always in the same condition whether I pop in unannounced or whether I'm popping in the, you know, I'll be there the next day which is a fantastic relationship to have. 
And Terry, just finally, She's Gifted's come up uh, with box six, obviously, in this uh, huge race at the Meadows on Saturday. How are you thinking the race will uh, pan out? Uh, you would have done the form. There's some speed drawn on your outside. There's some very, very talented male greyhounds drawn between one and five. Uh, how do you think we'll go? Um, tough gig coming from box six uh, there, George. But, look, we, we do know that she try, tries her heart out. I think the liver will come across early um, and, and may may go close to flying the front with my Redeemer uh, underneath him. Um, and that might bring Softy into the race. So if she jumps well and can sit on the outside of them, um, we boys should run a, a very good race. Um, if we go back to the Melbourne Cup and, and the lunch that we attended, I, I had the uh, uh, pleasure of sitting with Rose Gill. Um, with, with, and they had a, Rose and Dave had a, a runner in there in the Melbourne Cup. And as we know, they, they won the Melbourne Cup. Um, and again, lo and behold, I sit down uh, this week at the lunch and up comes Rose and sits beside me again. So uh, they've got two runners in it. So if we weren't to win it, I'd certainly um, be hoping that Rose and Dave were, were able to get across the line first. And um, a special mention as well for the Wintering, Winteringham Community Services. Um, Toxie will be running on behalf of them as one of the community services that was allocated to dogs and they specialise in um, housing and assistance for the elderly. So hopefully we can uh, bring home some cash for them. Oh, definitely. Now, Terry, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Off The Leash. Good luck, good luck with Soxie on Saturday night. I hope we hear you cheering. Fantastic. Thanks very much for your time, guys. All the best. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Now, the watchdog, uh, Moll, uh, we had a little bit of success there, uh, especially yesterday at Horsham, uh, tipping six out of the 11 winners, including Sienna's Gem at $3.80, and a greyhound that I've got a lot of time for, especially from wide draws, Big Sam Margin at $4. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the new watchdog app? Yes, we've. it was just launched, I believe, on Monday. We've spoken about it a couple of times, but the new watchdog app, it's for all smartphones. It keeps you up to date with the racing, and it's a, it's a really great great way too to to make sure you're on track about all of the changes, especially with the hot weather um, starting up again. But um, next up, litter of the week. Now, I have chosen this litter, Cosmic Rumble Ruby Haha. Now, you may think you're seeing double because this is a repeat mating to, of course, Sale Cup winner Neo Cleo. The first litter all won over five and 600 metres. So, really, it, it wasn't a bad decision to, to double up going the Cosmic Rumble. But what do you think about the repeat matings? Yeah, I think um, it's probably a smart move from breeders. I know some breeders shy away from it, yeah. um, but... Uh, look, uh, when you have success from a litter like this, it wasn't just uh, Neo Cleo, obviously. Blackjack Neo is a, a terrific greyhound. There's a few others I know that have won in town. You probably have to do it, don't you? You have to roll the dice with it. Sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the repeat matings are better than the originals. Yeah. Um, that's going to be hard in this case. But, um, <laughs> yeah, look, uh, it's probably the smart thing to do. Absolutely. Now, Ruby Haha's second litter to Cosmic Rumble. She had eight pups. Four dogs and four females. Unfortunately, none of these will be available. I don't think that Neoclis, yeah, and don't <laughs> think that Neoclises, um like to sell their pups, which um, I don't blame them to tell you the truth. But to keep up to date with all of your latest litters, be sure to check out the Greyhound Monthly. Next up, we have our last little segment of the day. It's Gap Dog of the Week. I've found a greyhound by the name of Turner. He's a five-year-old fawn male. He raced under the name Daintree Tea Cake. He's had a staggering 74 starts for five wins and 16 minor placings. The Gap Girls tell me he's a very excitable and fun boy who loves to splash around in his little shell pool, which would be great in this hot weather coming up. He can be a little bit strong on the lead, I am told. 
old and they're looking for a home where he is the only dog with kids over the age of uh, of 10 and a family who don't who don't mind doing a little bit, a little bit of on-lead work to make sure that that his manners are, I suppose are up to date. Sounds good. Uh, you and I, uh, Molly, know how great they are as pets, and uh, hopefully, uh, Tea Cake gets picked up, or, or, or Turner, as he's known. And uh, yeah, I feel the, like the Tea Cake dogs. would have been a nice name, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Hope he finds a home very soon, which a lot of them do. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on this edition of Off the Leash. Don't forget, Saturday night is it is the Group One Tab Australian Cup and Fantabale Superstayers. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.